All right, man. Jersey Judah Red Pill Party Podcast once again, man. We're back for another night, another podcast episode. This is no thirst Thursdays. No thirst Thursdays. I'm not coming up with catchy shit every fucking day. I just couldn't help it. It was in my head earlier today. No thirst Thursdays. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the quote-unquote man-child versus the everyday whorehound. We're also going to get into, let me go into my playlist because you guys know the interactive podcast continues. Um, Let's see what I have here. Not a lame fucking pop-up. I know that much. Uh, We have it under the Red Pill playlist. So we have Jordan Peterson. We're going to be playing a good amount of Jordan Peterson today. We're going to be talking about the beta male orbiters. Uh, We're also going to be talking about what women don't understand about men. That's from Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson. Another one from Jordan Peterson. Then we got from Reddit to YouTube. We got a lot of shit to discuss, all right? And as you guys know, I like to, you know, get lost in the clouds of cannabis while I'm doing the podcast, but hey, I'm going to try to keep everything under control tonight. Uh, Besides all that, man, it's been a fucking crazy week. Fast week has been going by fast. Week went by pretty fast. We're looking at tomorrow being Friday. Thank God. Um, I really just been grinding and it kind of reminded me of what we went through last night. Why young men or why men in general just don't participate in dating. If you really pay attention to how much time you put into work, and it doesn't even have to be actual work. It can be preparing for work, things you have to do at work, etc. Eight plus hours, some people 10, some people 12. For a guy, especially a guy who has a purpose, especially a guy who has other plans that doesn't involve women, it becomes really uh, tiresome to be a guy working a 40 plus hour job a week and still going back and forth trying to find uh, women on dating apps. And I'm not using that as a cope, but actually I am. Fuck it. Guys who can't, guys who have problems with women. Best thing you can do is to focus on yourself because best believe a woman is not going to be focusing on you. She will no longer focus on you. She will, she will not focus on you until you've made something. All right. So I've been checking out a couple things today. Give a shout out. Salute to Kevin Samuels. Uh, shit. Salute to Austria D, aka AD. Um, salute to somebody else, man. I forgot. Alpha Male Strategies as well. All the content creators that I've been listening through throughout the day. I, I usually. I usually try to keep things constructive, at least when it comes to the content. Today, honestly, it's just been a really uh, quick, sort of wacky type of day. So I'm in one of those wacky spirits. And I went through um, a video not too long ago. I think it was like a couple days ago where women, these women just sat back. And they were talking about everything that was wrong with men today. 
Oh my God, bro. Holy shit. Guys. <coughs> oh my God. <coughs> oh man. Oh shit. Mm. Anybody want to get high? I'll be damned. Oh my God, I feel good right now. I might have to put this shit out. Smoke weed every day. We'll put this out for the time being. Fuck. Damn, that shit took me off guard. But anyway, these women were sitting around and they were talking about what was wrong with men today and why men aren't participating in dating. Why aren't men growing up, as they would say. <coughs> and the one thing one of these bitches mentioned and it always has to be a fat, chubby bitch. You know, these fat, chubby whores that feel that, yeah, I have a couple of pretty friends, so I'm one of the pretty girls. I mean, you women are, are the ones who are... <laughs> you guys are the ones who are, are finished first. You know, niggas talking about bitches hitting the wall when they're 30. Some of these women hit the wall when they're 25. Because they have no assets or they have nothing to really offer a man besides their vag. And if they've been giving up their vag since 16 and 17, you can imagine that it's not as valuable. See what I mean? But one of these, uh, the, 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 this pudgy fat bitch had a nerve to say, well, there's a lot of men, man child, men children, and men children, she said, or the man child who just sits at home, plays video games. And what's funny is even the functional adults like myself, like I woke up this morning, 30, 9 o'clock. I said, fuck it. I haven't played Fallout. I mean, not Fallout. I haven't played Far Cry 6 in a while. So I played Far Cry 6. Enjoyed myself. But uh, there was a time where I had to get up off my ass and go to work and make money and make a living. See, women just think that certain guys, like when they hear video games, it's the equivalent of a man who hears women say talk about makeup. This is the perfect parallel that I can come up with. Women who talk about makeup, guys don't give a fuck about that. As long as you look presentable. The difference is a bitch doesn't give a shit about video games at all. A guy can be a guy can be making a very decent good living, right? But if one of his hobbies so happened to be video games, well that's a turn off to women. Well, bitch, I don't feel like hearing you talk about makeup 24-7. See what I did there? I just flipped it around. Speaking of that, Manchild is the is the sort of Lost Boys. We'll, we'll get in. I think I have a clip with Jordan Peterson. He mentioned something to this point where it's like the Lost Boys. It's like the it's like the man who didn't grow up. Or the boy who doesn't want to grow up. You know what I mean? I don't want to grow up. I want to be a Toys R Us kid. You know, we have our tools, toys, and, 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 and gadgets that we enjoy. Um, some people will simplify it as just watching basketball, watching sports. Other people, video games, other uh, hobbies are more um, uh, more of a activity more than a hobby. Um, like, a, like an introverted activity, if you will. Like for me, I make beats. So are you going to call me a man-child because I like to sit by myself when I'm not working and I'm not doing anything and make music. But see, bitches will call a guy. Bitches will call a guy, right? I want y'all to really understand what I'm about to tell y'all right now. Bitches 
will call a guy a man child, right? For playing his video games. Meanwhile, every day this bitch gets up, she's painting and drawing on her face like a child. Now, the man child is like this. It's an idea that women have towards certain men. So, if a guy's out of shape and he plays video games, he's double fucked. If a guy's attracted, if he's attractive enough to where that woman wants to be a part of it, hey, let me play along with you. You, you have these cases all the time where women kind of turn into chameleons. So when dating women today, it's like you got to be cautious because a woman will appease to what you think you want just so she can get what she wants, which is nothing but the cash. So all it boils down to, gentlemen, and see, this is the thing. Like, I'm not I'm not a scumbag. Like, I don't think all women have this belief, but I think even the most basic woman has this thought that there is going to be a guy Regardless of how fucked up I am truly on the inside. Regardless on how insecure I truly am as a woman. This is how these women will think. There will be a guy to fix my problems. <clears throat> it doesn't work like that. So these women who can't get instant love. Or they can't get instant relationships. They can only get instant validation. And for them to get that instant validation, they have to immediately turn into sex objects. You know what I mean? Tell a guy, hey, you got to pay to play. And this becomes like a trend. It, it, it builds up. It's like a snowball effect. Instead of today, more guys have seen it. We've seen this shit coming. So we've immediately bowed out. We left the dating scene. We left the market. We've deleted the sites. We don't participate in the fuckery. Now, the reason why I do it is, well, mostly two reasons. I can come up with more. One, it's too time consuming. I can't be the guy who wants to, quote unquote, settle down with women who just sleep around. <laughs> I'm not trying to settle down with women who sleep around. Come on now. not happening i'm not doing that so the men whether in this case it's red pill wear men or it's men MGTOW, it's all red pill awareness um it more more introspective black men of reform more of the black exclusivity type groups i'm like for everybody but not really see a dude they want to hear all of the foul shit, a lot of guys, because we're primal in a lot of ways, but we're not as predatory as the female. The females are predatory. The females, what they do is when they hook up with a guy they're interested in, they leave things around. I'm sure you guys heard about this. That's territorial. So that any other woman who comes around and she makes sure that it's in a spot that you're not going to be able to see, but whoever's in the car, they can see it. I told my boy about this a couple years ago. Um, I was talking to this chick, but I wasn't like, I wasn't in a relationship. We would fuck around and shit and uh, hang out. You know what I mean? She actually became more of a friend than anything. I know that sounds goofy, 
But for how I looked at it, I got along with her too much to be in a relationship with her. Meaning something down that line in that relationship will cause a rapture to where if the relationship's over, I can no longer fuck with you. I can't hang out with you. I can probably smash, but I'm not willing to put in all the effort. But anyway, we ended up fucking around in my car at the time. At the time I had a, was that the, that was the Camaro. I had a 99 Camaro. Um, the old shit with the T-top that you had to like manually take off, but that shit was fly. Um, fooled around in my car. She was like, hey, drop me off here. So I'm like, cool, boom, dropped her off, whatever. I was trying to hook up with this other chick the week after. And this other chick, I, I, I just figured that the bitch wasn't going to give me any play because she was, she was being a fucking weirdo like most women. Like she wasn't saying like, hey, I'm not interested. And at the same time, she wasn't really giving play either so i left that shit alone for like a week i end up getting a i end up getting a message like on a friday saying that she wants to hang out and she didn't live too far from where i live but i had to drive <clears throat> along with traffic lights and all the all the other shit especially on a friday night mind you this a 15 minute drive turned into like maybe a 25 minute drive so i drove out there to this chick's crib and shit and she was like, yeah, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. Like, you you asked me if I wanted to hang out. I figured you had a fucking idea. Because, see, me, I'll just tell a bitch straight up. Hey, look, you got, like, you got two minutes to decide what you want to do. You know what I mean? After that, it's, that's it for me. I'm out. But we start making out in the car and shit. We, we, I, didn't even leave the, I didn't even leave the driveway. Soon as she got in the car, tongue was down my throat, right? And you know, I'm I'm about to like get into the guts. This is summertime, so it's Friday Friday night, so it was like seventy something degrees, maybe sixty, upper sixties at the most. Perfect weather. She takes her clothes off, right? She takes her shirt off and she throws it in the back seat. But she was like, "Wait, what's this?" She picks up a bra. From the last bitch I was fucking with. See, women are predatory. And keep in mind, me and this bitch, me and the other bitch have no, there's no exclusivity. We're not together. We're hanging out. We're cool. We fuck every once in a while. That's it. I, I dealt with her enough to where I can tolerate her. But at the same time, I knew that it was coming to a point where she wanted to get territorial predatory she would show up show up at my crib uh like when i when i used to work at my last job not too long ago she would she would show up at my crib by the time i would get home by the time i would drive to my street she was already walking on my porch or she was already on my porch so this is the shit that i had to deal with but see that's what women do they're predatory they see like a lot of you'll be surprised how a lot of women view men. I think I think today a lot of guys are beginning to understand that no, it's not about equality, it's about complete dominance. And we're gonna get into the videos and we're gonna get into the responses in a little bit. But I just wanted to prove that point. Like so when like when these women reach out to guys, it's almost like see, like you won't a lot of men, unless you're like very successful, very attractive, you're not going to have a lot of women just 
trying to sleep with you or try to be with you until you reach 30. Or if you're in good shape, you may have dealt with this a lot earlier, but you've dealt with it with older women. And older women, they reach a point, like I've always, I've always believed this, they reach a point to where they know they're finished. Like they know in all actuality that any hopes and dreams of they can of them finding a top successful guy doesn't exist. It never exists, but it was the society that gave the illusion that every basic bitch deserves a fucking high value man. So like I said, you got Kevin Samuels who capitalizes off of this because he knows that the desperation of bitches is at an all-time high. Me, I don't really focus my shit on women because I know that I don't want to go back and forth with a woman that I'm not fucking. See, like, I'm not arguing with a bitch I'm not fucking. I'm not going back and forth. I'm not debating with a bitch I'm not sleeping with. I'm not doing that. So if a woman just stumbles across this and she can talk shit all she want, this nigga's gay, this nigga's a cornball, whatever she wants to come up with, that's fine because it doesn't doesn't distract me or it won't uh, take me off of my message and my purpose for this podcast. So with all that being said, man, we're going to try to just jump right into these videos. Nothing too long. We do got one that's at most 10 minutes. We're going to go through the entire video. I'm not going to really stop much, at least on this one. This one is called Choose Your Sacrifice. Jordan B. Peterson. This is the Peter Pan story, roughly speaking. Is Peter Pan is this magical boy. Pan means, Pan is the god of everything, roughly speaking, right? And so it's not an accident that he has the name Pan. And he's the boy that won't grow up. And he's magical. Well, that's because children are magical. They can be anything. They're nothing but potential. And Peter Pan doesn't want to give that up. Why? Well, he's got some adults around him, but the main adult is Captain Hook. Well, who the hell wants to grow up to be Captain Hook? First of all, you've got a hook. Second, you're a tyrant. And third, you're chased by the dragon of chaos with a clock in its stomach, right? The crocodile, it's already got a piece of you. Well, that's what happens when you get older. Time has already got a piece of you. And eventually it's got a taste for you. And eventually it's going to eat you. And so Hook is so traumatized by that that he can't help but be a tyrant. And then Peter Pan looks at traumatized Hook and says, well, no, I'm not sacrificing my childhood for that. So that's fine, except he ends up king of Lost Boys in Neverland. Well, Neverland doesn't exist, and who the hell wants to be king of the Lost Boys? And he also sacrifices the possibility that he'll have a real relationship with a woman, because that's Wendy, right? And she's kind of conservative, middle-class, London-dwelling girl. She wants to grow up and have kids and have a life. She accepts her mortality. She accepts her maturity. Peter Pan has to content himself with Tinkerbell. She doesn't even exist. She's like, she's like the fairy of porn. She doesn't exist. She's the substitute for the real thing. And so, but the dichotomy that you're talking about, it's very tricky because there's a sacrificial element in maturation, right? You have to sacrifice the pluripotentiality of childhood for the actuality of a frame. And the question is, well, why would you do that? Well, one reason is it happens to you whether you do it or not. You can either choose your damn limitation or you can let it take you unaware when you're 30. 
or even worse when you're 40. And then that is not a happy day. You see, I see people like this, and I think it's more and more common in our culture because people can put off mat maturity without suffering an immediate penalty. But all that happens is the penalty accrues, and then when it finally hits, it just wallops you. Because when you're 25, you can be an idiot. It's no problem. Even when you're out in a job search, it's like, well, you don't have any experience and you're kind of clueless. It's, yeah, yeah, you're young. You know, it's no problem. We can, that's what young people are like, but they're full of potential. Okay, well, now you're the same person at 30. It's like people aren't so thrilled about you at that point. It's like, what the hell have you been doing for the last 10 years? Well, I'm just as clueless as I was when I was 22. It's, yeah, but you're not 22. You're an old infant, right? And that's an ugly thing, an old infant. So the, the re part of the reason you choose your damn sacrifice, because the sacrifice is inevitable, but at least you get to choose it. And then there's something that's, that's even more complex than that in some sense is that the problem with being a child is that all you are is potential and it's really low resolution. You could be anything, but you're not anything. So then you go and you adopt an apprenticeship, roughly speaking, and then you become, at least you become something. And when you're something, that makes the world open up to you again. You know, like if you're a really good plumber, then you end up being far more than a plumber, right? You end up being a good employer. Not, not that plumbers, I'm not putting plumbers down. It's like more power to plumbers. They've saved more lives than doctors. So hygiene, right? So, you know, if you're a really good plumber, well, then you have some employees, you run a business, you, you, you make, you, you train some other people, you enlarge their lives. You're kind of a pillar of the community. You, you have your family. It's, you can, once you pass through that narrow training period, which narrows you and constricts you and develops you at the same time, then you can come out the other end with a bunch of new possibility at hell, at hand. And Jung talked about that. He thought that the proper part of the proper path of development in the last half of life was to rediscover the child that you left behind as you were apprenticing. And so then you get to be something and regain that potential at the same time. Very, very smart. Well, he was very, very smart. So that's very wise, very wise thing to know. All right. So first one, choose your sacrifices. Now, I talk about sacrifice a lot. I talk about it more connected to the red pill. Jordan Peterson, Jordan B. Peterson, I believe, is like he's noticed and he's known within the manosphere. I think it's just people it's like polarizing where a person will not listen to necessarily the message but will only judge the messenger or they'll say something like well jordan peterson doesn't necessarily have frame he's not the most masculine guy well see this is the thing about life as men we were taught to be masculine but a lot of us were also taught that femininity doesn't matter and these are the weirdos out there, your Elliot Roger type guys out there who believe that they're the dominant, masculine, superior gentlemen. And they're really weaklings who have insecurities, but they project themselves in a different fashion. Now, I look at women in the same fashion as well. I've only mentioned two things. I only put down two notes because I don't want to drag uh, the response from this pretty cut, cut, cut dry pretty much. I've mentioned something where the lost boys are the man child and the man child is essentially as I spoke of, they do exist. I think they are 
even the people who are in their 30s who just sit around and play video games, they've essentially chose that. Sure, they'd rather do other things, but they haven't done anything about it to better themselves in that situation. So they essentially choose to be man-child. Now, women who I consider in this fashion um, the extreme modern-day women whorehounds, these women don't accept responsibility. And this isn't just responsibility in the, in the terms of accountability, which is kind of the same, one in the same in a sense more vague. I would say that women have this thing where they don't think about the future. Like they really, I don't feel that a lot of women are capable of thinking five, 10 years down the road. So the woman who's out sleeping around, she's not going to come to her senses and be married in 10 years. It's impossible. How, even, even if she is, there's a good chance that she'll get the divorce. She'll be the one to file the divorce. And if it's with a guy, it's usually a guy that she won't pick. It's not the top pick. It's the guy who she settles for. Now, in earlier years, we would say that's fine. A woman should settle down eventually. But women have gotten it mixed up to say that if she settles, she settles for less. But that's the only reason. The only reason she's saying that is because of all the dicks that she's gone through. She can't just settle down with one or she'll settle down with a chump that she can move around and sneak around on until you have a lot of these situations where these husbands and boyfriends find out that these women are living double lives and then they take the bitch's life and then take their own lives. But see, we don't really dig deep into that. We'll, of course, in our society, We'll just look at the guy as the villain, knowing that the woman was being infidel. See, there's so many different aspects to really put together with this one, but women just don't accept responsibility. And that's the responsibility of, they're not responsible for their entitlement. Let's just start there. A woman's responsibility for her entitlement doesn't exist. So she'll view herself as the top bitch she'll view herself as the queen but she doesn't take care of herself in that fashion so she lives this bizarro lifestyle where it's like me let's say i'm talking about pimping i'm pimping bitches but people know i don't i don't possess hoes i don't i don't own hoes i wouldn't mind but i'm just saying i don't own women but i go around and tell people you well i'm a pimp you know what i mean i got the cane I got the fake uh, medallions. I got the rings and all that shit. I ain't no pimp though. But a woman will go out here and go, well, I'm independent. I'm going to sleep around with men for money. And that makes me independent. You're still dependent on a man. You simple-minded bitch. The only difference is you're getting money by it. Versus a woman who's committed to a man, she'll, 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 she'll have genuine connection with that man due to her lack of sexual activity. Now, with the hypersexuality of this country, men who who fail to grasp the red pill become the Lost Boys. The Lost Boys are the reference of the Lost Boys is based on the movie, of course. People that know the movie. The Corys was in it, and a couple of other niggas was in it. And it's the idea 
that even a person who's well in their 40s, they do childlike shit. They have a childlike Disney dynamic when it comes to love and women. Oh, there's that someone special for me. Um, all I have to do is be myself. I am the nice guy, so I should be that that sort of mindset is like the lost boys mentality. And like I said, the men who fail to grasp the red pill, who fail to grasp and understand red pill awareness, they will be the ones to fail. Uh, we got like an eight. Is this eight minutes? Damn, I didn't know that. Uh, from Reddit to YouTube. We'll see what this one's all about. Wow. Today we're going to talk about something a little bit different outside of womanizing and fitness. And oh, is this beta male? <laughs> we're going to talk about my teeth. Oh no! And I get a lot of questions on what oh. is my tooth care regimen unique. Oh. All right. So I should just give a disclaimer. I wanted to play this just because like what I was talking about in the very beginning of this podcast was the responsibility of taking the red pill, understanding the red pill and being able to express it in a more genuine fashion rather than just be a person who has a shirt to sell, who has a, a fucking seminar or who has some sort of fucking cash to grab from the desperate men. I want to be the person out there who's known like, yo, he's always out here speaking two hours, three hours, whatever, whatever it takes for me to get the point across. That's what I try to do. And I don't ask for money, but there's a lot of people, including myself. I've brought up the corruption of the red pill. The fact that whether people like it or not, half of the people who are in the red pill are either pickup artists or <clears throat> they have quote unquote, I call it game for sale type niggas. GFS, game for sale type niggas. And these GFS type of men, they always have the top notch information. They always have the top pickup game. They always have the top information, but all you have to do is have such and such 99, <laughs> you know what I mean? Those type of guys. So I wanted to get a different perspective. And this is someone from the outside. I mean, I can't really blame a person from the outside with this opinion because they haven't seen it. They haven't really seen the work within the red pill. They don't really see the people out there who's really putting in that time and effort to spread the information. They're only seeing the shit that's being commercialized. And I think I still believe that the red pill cannot go mainstream because if it goes mainstream, it's going to have the same negative effect as incels, which I've already stated that it does. That's why when a bitch insults guys like me, the first thing they'll say is I'm an incel. And these bitches know I done, I done smashed your homegirl years ago. Bitch, you know I'm not a virgin. So a woman can't really... A bitch that I don't know, for example, like that can't really affect me. I don't know that person. I don't care to know that person. So if that person says I'm gay or I'm a lame, I'm going to laugh it off. But when it comes to men on the outskirts who are looking into MGTOW or just red pill information and they come across certain characters who tell you one thing but live a completely different lifestyle or 
a guy who was a pickup artist who was just selling you, who was just teaching you, quote unquote, how to approach women is doing pretty much the same shit and is putting the red pill on it. But a lot of people have to understand a lot of the PUAs had a lot to do with the development of what is considered the red pill. So that's something to keep in mind. And I always I'm always a person who's about the message instead of the messenger. That doesn't mean I don't appreciate the messenger, but it's not solely based on the messenger. You know, um, this is about the message. And this is the reason why I'm going to play this back. So let's see here. This shit can. Today, we're going to talk about something a little bit different outside of womanizing and fitness. And <laughs> basically, we're going to talk about my teeth. I get a lot of questions on what is my tooth care regimen. You need to get a mechanical toothbrush. If you're still out here, it's 1922. Like, bro, it's 2020, man. Invest in a mechanical toothbrush. Pretty much it, guys. You know, once you get your teeth straightened and whitened, as far as maintaining them, brush twice a day, obviously. Floss, I floss once a day, typically before I go to bed, get everything out of my mouth. That's it, guys. It's not very difficult to get your teeth clean. It just takes time. What if I told you that the man in that clip charges $120 for one-on-one coaching calls? If you want to upgrade to an hour, you have to cough up $200. On top of that, he'll even teach you quote-unquote Instagram game for nearly $500 and guarantees you that gorgeous women will slide into your DMs and you'll have multiple dates per week. Believe it or not, there are a lot of gullible people out there who are more than willing to give their hard-earned cash to him. But he's not the only one. Since 2012, the Red Pill morphed from being an online community on Reddit, obscured forums, and blogs to this online conglomerate where men accumulate income through conferences, book sales, donation, Patreon subscriptions, YouTube super chats, guys, courses, and one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. This guy drops this Friday. Get a 40% discount and over 200 hours of bonus content for a limited time. And according to the New York Post, wait for it, wait for it. The seminar will have men teaching women to do things like how to land a husband, how to lose weight, how to pop out a bunch of kids. And get this, you guys, the cost of the seminar is $2,000. What are you going to teach us at this convention? All right. Now... I had to eat some of these peanuts, man. Shit. I ain't eat nothing today. Hold up. Alright, so. What I explained before playing this video was. The women in mainstream media itself. Being men of mainstream media. It doesn't matter. The news anchors. They are now going to connect. The red pill as either snake oil salesmen, people who are just in it for the money, or they will position them in the same light or put them in the same light as incels. No, they're just negative, frustrated men. But if you guys listened last night, we already heard broads talk about why men going their own way is actually a logical move. Now, I don't know why women will say this because that only puts themselves in a deeper hole because men will go oh all right men won't care that you re realize what's going on because we've always known we've known what was what was going on from the beginning but like i said these red pill guys are these these 
<laughs> Should I use that term? <laughs> the mainstream red pill. I'm going to call them the mainstream red pill guys. And those are the guys that you pretty much heard on the video so far. I like Donovan Sharp. But I know Donovan Sharp doesn't have the best reputation. But I don't give a fuck about reputation when it comes to the message. Fresh and fit, that's a different story. And that's a subject that I've already talked about. That's something entirely different. But, like I said, uh, 21, what was it, 22 studios with the women, the guys teaching these bitches how to be housewives and all that fancy, cute shit. Sounds good. It really does. But you got to understand something. Just because you're popular and you got a message doesn't mean you're going to change women's point of views overnight. And I'm sure they don't feel that way, 21 Studios. But I'm just saying, like, of course these women are desperate, so these women are going to fucking pay the 2000 So if these guys are making two racks off of these desperate bitches, I don't feel bad for these bitches whatsoever. What I do feel bad for is a lot of these beta males who don't have game, who can't approach, no charisma, no value besides what they make. That's That's their own value. I feel sorry for those guys who actually pay this money to try to get this type of information. And a lot of these guys don't get shit out of it. They get frustrated. And they're about fucking one fucking red pill rage away from the black pill. But let's continue. Anthony Dream Johnson, what what will I learn if I pay my $999 to turn up and be uh, talked to by yeah. men about how to be a good woman? Well, uh, I'm just trying to see how much these appearance fees are. If you be charging, <laughs> I, I, I told uh, uh, the thought, my, my appearance fee is a thousand dollars, sir. Uh, guys, don't forget again. If you want to learn how to meet beautiful women like Mika, because I met Mika from Tinder, <laughs> go to saltdaddy.net, get on the waiting list. <laughs> and to, tonight at midnight, I'm actually sending out one free section. Exactly how much income it generates is difficult to decipher because few men disclose any detail. But it's enough that some men are full-time YouTubers. A comment I received on a past video encapsulates what this particular video is about. The person essentially said the pickup artist industry never truly died. Quote, a lot of majority of bread pill content creators are simply rebranded PUAs, basically an evolution of what the scam really was, unquote. They said many PUAs were exposed for orchestrating infield footage and paying actors to participate. Media coverage exposed PUA's deceptive methods and its former promoters started to use a more predatory and aggressive business narrative towards its consumers, encouraging them to adopt their right-wing mindset, stop befriending women, focusing on quote-unquote alphaness rather than their own mental health. Like PUA's, the red pill is creating profit by selling books, guys, dating conferences, etc. to either older men who recently got divorced or young men to never get into a relationship promising them to achieve great romantic slash sexual success. Narratives such as the wall, beta male, and so on are made to undervalue non-consumers while upholding consumers. Is it come? Well, that's false. Everything he was saying was pretty much true. I mean, most of these guys are out here for a buck. Do I blame them? Not really, but I think it's more about the message. Like I said, and I think a lot of these guys do a lot of content that people can easily find if they don't have the money. I think it's a little 
childish for this guy to say that uh, the wall and beta males are terms that he sort of said in the line that it's just exclusively us that use these terms, which is false. More bitches actually use the term wall than guys. You know what I mean? But this is what happens, though. This is what happens when you get to the so-called manosphere. You got these guys who are just out here for a cash grab. And I understand it. But for me, I worked hard for everything that I'm doing. And I've done it by myself. And I'm going to continue to do it by myself. You know what I mean? I'm, at, I'm on the clock right now. But I'm finished everything. I've been finished everything. This is my routine. Uh, every night when I have a topic or I feel like talking about something. I don't ask for money in order for me to talk about shit that I'm going to fucking talk about anyway. And because I don't ask for money, I'm going to talk about whatever the fuck I decide to talk about. You know what I mean? But I'm also going to give respect and give a shout out to the people who've put in the content and put in the effort. But I guess we're going to get back to this whole uh, uh, red pill target practice. This is what I call, these type of videos is what I call red pill target practice. And it's just guys who really don't necessarily understand it. They only see it from certain content creators so they just base everything off of certain content creators and not to say that these content creators aren't popular but it's just like there's a lot more uh i would say logical uh content creators that can not necessarily feed someone information but to just set it out there this is what the red pill is about for me it's about harsh realities for your other guys, it's about the cheat code about how to sleep with women faster and all this other shit to each his own. But I think when people only see things one sided or they only see things for what they want it, it to be, or it's like their perception gets in the way of their reality of what's really happening. They get lost and actually believe one narrative. They believe that the red pill is just about guys selling information for money and it's not tactic in sale marketing like a car salesman who undervalue people who refer to walk or a fashion store who undervalue people who are interested in his clothing this comment led me to think how did an online subculture that started on obscure blogs and forums become this lucrative industry with this much money floating around snake oil salesmen are inevitable he is charging his simps 33 dollars and 33 cents a minute or two thousand dollars an hour <laughs> dating advice the course right now it's only 497 you get 11 modules where we teach you how to use instagram from a to z to get girls to network and then the zoom calls where the secret sauce is going to be uh 10 10 zoom calls two hours per day so you guys are getting a whole lot of value for only 497 three sales so cad is a system <laughs> which has been now been taught to hundreds of guys all over the world who are now acing it in their dating lives and you can be one of them. They often target malleable young men who lack life experience and are dazzled by men who present themselves as gurus and often look the part. It's one reason why some men film themselves shirtless or show off their biceps. Often, these men only claim to legitimacy is that they allegedly slept with a lot of women. As I stated before, one of the biggest criticisms of the red pill is that it spews what is mere common sense and conventional wisdom as a startling revelation. If you don't believe me, Watch Captain Obvious again. So today, guys, I'm going to teach you how to talk to women during the beer bug epidemic. And I'm going to teach you guys how to approach women 
during these unprecedented times. Step one, you guys gotta understand that when you're going out there, you gotta understand that some people are very fearful of the pandemic and other people don't care. So you gotta quickly assess where the girl stands that you approach. I cannot believe people are willing to pay this man hundreds of dollars to learn how to speak to women. Content creators after content creators regularly advertise their supposed expertise on dating and even life advice. For example, Darius M, formerly known as Darius MGTOW, once berated PUAs and dating coaches for scamming people. See, these dating coaches are snake oil salesmen. These PUAs are liars. They need you to buy a product. But he advertises his own coaching services out of curiosity. I emailed him to see what his services were like. This dude literally charges $70 for a 30-minute one-on-one Skype session. When I asked for testimonies, he never responded. With how oversaturated the red pill. Wow. Keep in mind, I didn't listen to this today. There's a lot of videos that I have. Like all these videos, I didn't get a chance to listen to. I kind of just downloaded them on the go. But, uh, wow. Shout out to Darius M, too. I don't really. See, this is like... I can understand what he's talking about, but he's not really giving any solutions himself. What he's pretty much saying is the red pill is simply common sense. To an extent, it is. But here's the difference. If you go off of just people who are doing things for money, you're going to have that same aspect. If you go to my podcast, you're going to find episodes where I don't ask people for a fucking dime. And I put two hours of content that most people would break down into a month's worth of content. If I wanted to, or if I really gave a shit, I would just break down every video that I did into 15 minutes and just drop them separately on YouTube. But I don't care to do that. You know what I mean? For me, it's about informing others. And other people have information that I can grasp. So I'm not a know-it-all. I'm not a guru. And I'm not a so-called macho man alpha. The funny thing about it is with these guys on the outsiders and this guy's he's a fucking beta male. I don't really give a shit. I'm just going to say it. You know, they try to play the fucking clown music in the background and it's like, cool. You're pointing out the obvious people know about fresh and fit and their fuckery. Um, Darius M. I mean, he has good information, but it's always about the message. A lot of people look too much into the messenger. If these niggas want to make money selling their information, they have a right to. And if people are buying it, why the fuck is it a problem to you? Unless you're one of those people <laughs> who fell for the flim flam. You're one of the people who bought into the snake oil salesman. And now you're just bitter. This is the only reason, like... This is the only reason why I would expect somebody like him, whoever this guy is, to make this video. Because it's almost like a woman. You know, women will tell you, oh, that nigga ain't shit, niggas ain't shit. But they baby fathers ain't shit. They fucking niggas that ain't shit. So they know what they judge, but they don't know that they're telling on themselves. And that's the same thing, kind of vibes that I'm getting from this guy. But we're going to play this shit anyway, because it, it is... It is Pretty fucking entertaining. As many of these men are literally selling regurgitated material or rudimentary advice. 
Essentially, YouTube is only the prelude to their juicier content about sexual bedroom dynamics. Enticing titles behind a paywall encourages subscribers to invest in what will often become material that won't satisfy their expectations. It's the same psychological manipulation OnlyFans has, a site these men tarnish regularly. Now, I don't know the validity of the services these men provide, but over a year ago, I subscribed to three YouTubers' Patreon accounts out of curiosity to see what was offered. It wasn't worth it. Some videos didn't work. Others were private because they still linked to YouTube. Or Yeah, so this is a guy who's just out there trying to find dirt on selective people. Like I said, that would be like me looking at two black bitches, right? two disrespectful black women and say, well, all black women are like that. All of them. I can't deal with none of them. That's the same aspect. You're looking at several content creators who've already had controversy, already had bullshit going on, already been called out for it. And you're basing the entire community off of that. Another good example. That would be like... If I was a white person and I moved into a black community and I drive on my street and I see niggas fighting in the middle of the street and I decide to go, yeah, I'm not moving in this community. You can't say I'm racist because of that. I just don't want to be in a community where niggas is fighting in the middle of the street. But I know that's kind of like a, a dragged out example, but. You can pick and choose whatever you want, but that's not a representation of the entire thing. It's just not. And I'm not even going to play the rest of it. I really can't. I mean, I played enough of it. And I understand what he's saying because a lot of these people, I mean, even if they're not snake oil salesmen, if you're like, if you are like, say a Darius M I'm only using him as an example and there's nothing against him. But if you're like a Darius M and you say, I'm not going to sell my information out here like these PUAs. And then you find out you got people you talk to and they sell their information. They making money and they're not PUAs. Who's to say that nigga didn't just change his mind and say, fuck it. See, people are in position to do certain things. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's only the people who can't make those moves, the ones who complain about it. Like, let's say I'm not I, I've said this before that I would never sell my information for money. That doesn't mean if I somehow go on YouTube and shit really cracks off and I really get like a good amount of views. I don't expect a check from YouTube. Yeah, YouTube's gonna gonna cut that check. I want to get, I want to get over these corporations. I don't care about a person in general trying to get money off a person. If I can get money from a corporation, if I can get second income that doesn't deal with any of the listeners or viewership, but that deals with the companies that sponsor and want to get involved, that's a different story. Cut the check. But if my information is solely based off of trying to get people to buy into the Patreon or I've, I've, 
I hate to point this out, but I've, I've seen patterns of this shit. So this guy is actually on point in a certain way. There's guys who make good content. They make really good content, right? But they're not necessarily able to tone down with their shit because they're so raw and energetic. And a lot of these women and these soy boys come on flag show. They throw a flag party. Uh, they try to flag the channel or flag the page down, flag the video down, get these people demonetized, all of the fuckery. They, what they do is, this is this is how it starts. I'm going to tell you. Typical quote-unquote red pill. This is why I call them quote-unquote red pill. They'll wait until like their favorite content creators, they start moving on to a bit shoot or they move on to uh, Patreon and all these other places that involve money. They start off their video going, I'm not leaving YouTube. I'm just trying Patreon. So if you guys want to go there, go there. All right. Same tactic. Then what they'll try to do is every week or every month, they'll drop either a video from Patreon to try to get people over to Patreon or they'll drop little clips of it. And it's like, I get it. YouTube is a very tough environment for a lot of men, especially us men who have this type of information. So a lot of people aren't going to really be willing to tone down. You know what I mean? The people who do are the people who have 100,000 plus subscribers. So they're getting revenue and they're getting income for what they're doing. So it becomes a job. So now I understand a person who looks at their information as something valuable that people actually buy into and they take it as a job or a career path. You know what I'm saying? So they have to tone down what they say. They got to be more professional. Because the moment they get off the hook is the moment that a motherfucker can come up, flag their shit, get their shit taken down, and goodbye to the monetization. Goodbye to being monetized. Like, that's just how the game works. Dudes who... I think I think my, my bone to pick with this type of guy is... He, he never pointed out anything positive about the information. This is how you can tell somebody is strictly biased. If I was if I was strictly biased, I wouldn't have played this video. But I found it interesting because there was a lot of valid points that somebody makes. Even somebody who I don't necessarily care to listen to or somebody I just don't agree with. If someone makes valid points, it's important to point those things out. I've learned the tricks and trades of this, especially when it comes with debating with somebody, because you can tell if you're going back and forth with someone confrontational, because they'll constantly try to point out the negative of you. And the way that you reverse it in a, in a debate is you actually point out the truths and the positives they say about them, but also use it and incorporate your message and prove that what you have to say is more logical than usually their emotional based reaction. Now, Here's the trick. Guys like him, he truly bought into the red pill. And I, I truly believe this. He's one of those guys who bought into the red pill and he didn't take it as harsh realities. He took it as the cheat code. So his mindset when it comes to guys in the red pill is that we look at it as a cheat code and this is how you pull bitches. I mentioned body language and certain things only like three times every seven episodes. And the reason why I do this is because I actually go away from the PUA narrative because it's more about self-development than you going out there pedestalizing and worshiping women. 
Now it's negative with guys like him because, like I said, he bought into it a different way. He went into the red pill, strictly aiming at the old PUAs, the Dirty Three Secrets. He's a PUA. I find him to have. I, I find his information to be on point. I don't give a fuck. He's a PUA because I'm not gonna listen to any of his messages because I'm not that type of nigga. I'm gonna come up with my own sauce. I'm gonna come up with my own recipe, and I don't need a nigga over top of me telling me how to what ingredients to add. You feel me? This is my kitchen, right here. I got all the spices and, and all the things that I need. I don't need another man's insight when it comes to literally approaching women. Now, I've talked about this on several occasions. Most guys who go into this red pill community, whether it's a forum, a post, Reddit, YouTube, these aren't guys who pull bitches. I, I want to just give a reminder to those guys. Like The only people that you see with that persona are the content creators themselves. The people who subscribe to these people are your essential quote-unquote beta males. Now, the problem with certain characters is they have a persona that I call, uh, I call these people costume alphas. And their persona is they're better than everything, pay this much for this information and all that shit. I don't subscribe to any of that. Me personally, uh, identifying and living the Sigma male lifestyle and having the Sigma male lone wolf mindset. Women, and see, it's, it's, it's funny how guys look at shit. A guy will say, well, if you're not around, if you don't got your posse with you, how can you go places and enjoy yourself? And I'm like, what type of person are you? You sound like an insecure child. I can go shopping. <laughs> buy myself clothes, go to the grocery store by myself, have a have a merry old good fucking time. That's because I'm comfortable in my own skin. And see, I don't need spectators and I don't need large crowds or I don't need uh I don't need a large group of people to uh necessarily uh be on my side or be in my vicinity. Now, that doesn't mean I'm an antisocial. Sometimes I feel so because I just get fed up Especially like when, when a lot of dudes, like Sigma Males right now, it's becoming like the, it's becoming uh, revamped in the sense that they look at Sigma Males as strictly loners, unpopular people. And that's not the case. When you have a puzzle, <laughs> I like this, I like this analogy. When you have a puzzle and one puzzle was the beta male who's trying to fit in. You got the alpha male who perfectly fits in to society. You have the sigma male that doesn't participate in the puzzle. <laughs> doesn't participate in the puzzle. Because we have our own puzzle. We have our own worlds, essentially. We have our own things and our own gadgets and our own minds and our own creativities to uh, outdo most groups of people. And I think that's because... A lot of people like myself, and I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody has a different story when it comes to being a Sigma male. For me, I was around a lot of people. I was practically the head of, of a group of people at one time. And what was funny about it was I didn't enjoy that. I wasn't comfortable in that position to where if I did the smallest thing, people would follow and do the same shit. 
You know what I mean? I didn't really care about being a leader. I knew I had leadership skills at an early age. I just didn't care to be a leader. Instead, in school, for example, I was a class clown. And I was only alienated by maybe 10% of the people in the school. Everybody else laughed. Everybody else I tend to get along with. And that builded up my ability to be more diverse, communicate, talk to, socialize with different people. I don't separate myself because of my skin color. Now, I can't control the reaction that society has. So I'm not one of those people that say, kumbaya, let's all get together. There's a lot of hateful people in this country. And I think that hate is taught to us um, adolescents. By, by the time we reach our adolescence, I think the reason why there's a disconnect in a lot of cases with the generations of the older generations and the new generation is our generation or the generation after gener uh, after millennials, we had became more diverse. So we were more open-minded to different things. We were open-minded to different ideologies or we were open-minded to different situations that 20, 30 years ago in the past wouldn't even be a, a, a fucking thought. You know what I mean? Or communicating with this person or dating this person. It would all been uh, selective or pre-selective. Now, men don't usually hear the term pre-selective unless they're talking about a female. Women are pre-selective or they have a pre-selection. So if a woman goes, let's say if a woman goes to uh, goes to high school, she goes to a new high school. She's never been to this high school. She's in like, let's say 11th grade. When she goes into that new high school, she's going to see the men who notice her and she's going to keep track on what men who she found attractive who notice her. And that's her pre-selection. Men, if a guy is that guy and he walks into a room, he's going to have the same reaction. But it's rare for men. Women, whether five or below, they still have a pre-selection. That presence can be seen, may not be seen as much in public, but it's still seen on Tinder. It's seen on Plenty of Fish and online dating. So, you know, fuck that other dude, but he makes some valid points, I have to be honest. <laughs> I mean, he makes some valid points, but it's also, like, bitter. And like I said, I get the vibe that this was one of the guys who actually subscribed to this as a way to just instantly better himself, and he was disappointed, so why not talk about it? That's just my personal opinion. Uh, we got Jordan Peterson completely uh, flaming a feminist, putting a feminist bitch in, in, in her place. So let's check that out. So that's my idea of the patriarchy, which is a, a system of male dominance of society. Yeah, but that's not my sense of the patriarchy. So what's, what's yours? Well, in what sense is our society male-dominated? Uh, the fact that the vast majority of wealth is owned by men, the vast majority of capital and is owned by men. Women do more unpaid labour. a very tiny proportion of men and a huge proportion of people who are seriously disaffected are men. Most people in prison are men. Most people who are... Uh, on the street are men. Most victims of violent crime are men. Most people who commit suicide are men. Uh, most men, most people who die in wars are men. People who do worse in school are men. It's like, where's the dominance here precisely? What you're doing is you're taking a tiny substrata of hyper 
successful men and using that to represent the entire structure of the of Western society. There's nothing. That's what women do, though. That see what he just said is what women do. So when women talk about men are cheaters or men are the ones cheating, right? Or they'll look at the attractive man who, by the way, she cannot approach. Because like I said, a lot of women, they haven't reached that desperation yet, but it's coming. Desperate times call for desperate measures. This is why men have been going their own way for so many years. This is the reason why the red pill is getting all this attention, whether negative or positive. It's because a woman can look at one bad guy or will look at a rapist and consider all men rapists. And that's logical to a woman. To women, that is logical. They agree. Oh, yeah, men are terrible people. Domestic violence cases, women have always talked about, well, look at the stats. You know, there's more domestic violence cases with, with towards women than men. That's because men aren't calling the police. That's why. Men are not going to call the police and say, my wife is beating me. I, I don't think that's going to necessarily happen. But certain things, a lot of women can get away with. And the problem, the real bone to pick with feminism is the hypocrisies. Most feminists look like dudes. Most feminists try to have this, uh, they try to have this cosmetic masculinity. That's what I call it. Women have a cosmetic masculinity. They're very problematic and they're very, um, some would say competitive, I say combative. Because as I talked about before and throughout this week pretty much, the career oriented or this educated, ambitious woman is never seen attractive to men because we understand today that a woman who's truly educated is the woman who is the most problematic. Now, this isn't that I, I'm not saying that I want a dumb bitch. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying if a woman is completely book smart, then she's missing from the streets. If she's missing from the streets, a lot of guys will say, well, that's a good thing. Not necessarily. See, there's a balance. This is why women and men acknowledge the alpha and beta. What women want are sigma males. Women want sigma males simply because they have came up from the understanding a woman's nature from that beta male stage and they're also working on themselves and bettering themselves in the process. So rather than the alpha male who wants to stick his chest out, and I'm not saying all alpha males are like that, but I'm saying, what I'm saying is in every environment, there is that alpha male. You know him. Come across him every day. You know what I mean? At the same time, sigma males, you won't even know a sigma male until you approach one. We're not really trying to go back and forth over some bullshit. I don't necessarily have nothing to prove to you. You know what I mean? Because regardless of what I do or how much I make, I know I make more than you. I know I do more than you. I know I work more than you. Therefore, I have more value than you to society. Because uh, statistically proven, 
if you open your legs and have a child, there's a good chance you'll be a single mother within nine months. Now, I'm not being an asshole. That's just the truth. But a man who's more traditional or a man who's more conservative is going to be more aware of his value of his seed. He wants the right woman to have that seed, not a fucking whore of Babylon or the spirit of, of Jezebel to have the seed. A lot of these women are evil. I want to give a shout out to Drake too, by the way. Uh, I typically don't give these type of rappers shout outs and I'm not giving them a shout out because of his music. Although his music isn't bad. I'm just saying this isn't that type of party. What he did, everybody's talking about this shit. I'm glad I brought this up. What he did, a lot of people don't know. Apparently he put a hot sauce in one of his condoms and these bitches tried to try to insert the the inner um, drippings, the inner drip, the Drake drip into the vagina. In other words, she was trying to get that pregnancy. And she felt the burn. And a lot of people are saying, yo, that's some fucked up shit. That's crazy. It's not. A lot of people who are fans of sports may not know this. I'm not really a fan of sports, but I've learned this throughout the years. So these like famous celebrity basketball players, like when I say celebrity, I mean like LeBron James. I'm not meaning like actual celebrities, although he is a celebrity in a sense. But like your LeBron James and all these other guys, right? When they go out there, you know, have a night out or do whatever, they fuck around with these bitches. A lot of these high level IG models, maybe your Britney Renner, something of that sort. And they always had a technique. And I think it was first brought up for my attention from the NFL, I, th I think. And the coach was telling the players to do this shit. Because <clears throat> they know if they get a bitch knocked up, they not, they mind is not going to be 100% on the game. It's like the same idea of telling male boxers not to fuck before the boxing match. You want that build-up tension and that build-up, uh, you know what I mean? You want that pent-up frustration. That's the word I'm looking for. And I believe that shit. You know what I mean? But this is where these whores, these feminist whores get shut down. By the almighty Jordan B. Peterson. Nothing about that that's vaguely appropriate. And I could say equally well that most rape victims are women. You know, terrible things happen to people of both sexes. And you could say that with, with, with perfect utility, but that doesn't provide any evidence for the existence of a male-dominated patriarchy. Well, there it are... just means that terrible things happen to both genders, which they certainly do. But there are almost no women who rape men, for example. So that is an asymmetry there in sexual violence. Well, yes, there's an, there's an asymmetry in all sorts of places, but that doesn't mean that Western culture is a male-dominated patriarchy. The fact that there are asymmetries has nothing to do with your basic argument. No, but you might... This, is, this is a trope that people just accept. Western society is a male-dominated patriarchy. It's like, no, it's not. That's not true. And, and even, if it, even if it has a patriarchal structure to some degree, the, uh, the fundamental basis of that structure is not power. It's competence. That's why our society works. It's only when a, when a structure degenerates into tyranny that the fundamental relationships between people become dependent on power. It's not power. If you hire a plumber who's likely to be male, it's not because there's roving bands of tyrannical plumbers forcing you to make that choice. And it's the case with almost every interaction that you have at the face of our culture. 
You're dealing with people who are offering a service of one form or another, who are usually part of the broad middle class and who offer, and what you're looking for is the person who can offer the best service and you can find it. It's not a consequence of being dominated by anything that's tyrannical. And, and then again, our culture, our Western culture, um, which is by no means perfect and certainly has tyrannical elements like all cultures do, is the least tyrannical society that's ever been produced and certainly the least tyrannical society that exists now. This whole patriarchy thing, I think you have no idea how pernicious and dangerous it is. Well, no, you I know, don't. Men I really and women don't throughout history have fundamentally cooperated to push back against the absolute catastrophe of existence, a terrible death rate, the, the probability of chronic starvation, early death, disease, the difficulty of raising children, with all the death that was associated with that, and to look backwards in time and say, well, basically what happened was men took the upper hand and persecuted women in this tyrannical patriarchy. It's an absolutely dreadful misreading of history. It's a terrible thing to teach young women, and it's a horrible thing to inflict upon men. All right, man. He was just, he just kept, she couldn't respond. Like, she was, she was blown away. But that's the reality. See, like, to really break it down in layman's terms, because really Jordan Peterson is very intelligent. You know what I mean? It's just a lot of things that he say. It takes a moment to grasp. You know what I'm saying? Like me, for example, like I'm not what you would consider book smart. I've I've learned from living. That's the only way that I can. That's the only way that I can uh, uh, describe wisdom. You learn from living. Some wisdom is actually passed on. I personally believe. But the responsibility of men have been held so high. I want women to understand this. The responsibility of men has been held so high that the women tend to forget that they have to put in something too. And it ain't just giving the pussy. That's no longer impressive. Pussy's pussy. I love pussy. But I'm saying, you giving me the pussy is not a big deal to me because I know you giving it to the last man. So what, like, that's that's when, that's when men really start to understand and wake up and go, oh, they understand what the message is about. It's not some snake oil salesman shit. It's some real information. Men are held too high when it comes to expectations and value which is why you hear high-valued men always being brought up. And that's the reason why um, any guy who, like I've said before, I'll say it again, any middle-class guy who is just making ends meet or a lot of people like myself who are fortunate to go into better opportunities that involve better money, when we get that female validation, it doesn't really mean much to us anymore because we figured it out that, this is what it, this is what count. Nothing that I truly have to say to you matters. Now you see me pull up and such and such. Now you see me with this on. Now you see me smoking on this. Now you see me sipping on that. And now these bitches are hypnotized. And that's when guys truly become red pill. That's that's in my opinion. It's not like the information ain't what it is. A lot of people have great information. But the red pill is only experienced in your own personal experiences. 
I think that's when people get too plugged in to everything going on in the quote-unquote manosphere, and they're losing track on their self-development. That's the truth. That's the reason why a lot of guys like that one dude with the one video, he's talking with so much hate because he looked at it entirely different. Maybe he didn't handle the harsh realities. And PUAs, like I've said before, regardless of how I feel about PUAs, in my opinion, they're purple pill. And I've stated that a lot of PUAs, Rolo Tomasi will say it himself. I think he was a PUA. I could be wrong, but he reminds me of one of those PUA niggas. No disrespect. I fuck with Rolo Tomasi. You know what I mean? Um, You know, the rational male and all that shit, the rational man and all that. But PUAs are purple pill for the simple fact that they are telling you, they're telling you in a lot of cases, a grown ass man, how to approach, communicate, and then to a point, pedestalize women. If it wasn't for that, if these PUAs was just telling you, yo, I would respect the nigga that come in like, yo, check out this drip, check out this style I got. This is how you dress. You know what I mean? This is my style and I think it would benefit. I would respect that guy more than a person who's like strictly a PUA. Yo, this is how you pick up bitches. Pay twenty ninety nine. Fuck all that goofy shit. It's 2022. If a man is paying attention on how to quote unquote pick up women, he's lost in the sauce. You know, I think I think this year is going to be very spicy when it comes to the fucking pandemic that is still going on. I'm actually blown away. I brought this up to my coworker a couple days ago. I'm like, damn, man, we are almost two years into this pandemic. Two years. March 11th will be two years. Since this, since this pandemic, and there are still men who are quote unquote trying to pick up women with pickup lines and all of this other cheesy shit. And this just shows you how desperate men remain. Women are not really reaching that desperation yet. The women that you hear complaining are already bitches that are washed. When you start hearing bitches who are 25 talking about where are the guys on you know, these dating apps, that's when things are going to really pick up. And I think it's going to occur this year. Now, you've heard it from me first. Shout out to Coach Greg Adams. I am not Negro Domus by any means. But what I'm saying is that would be the only way that the information truly gets out there. There's a lot of guys, 23 to 27, that listen to this podcast, several other podcasts, Subscribe to several YouTube channels. They all come for the same information. Now, women are still out here sport fucking. Western women and Western civilization when it comes to women have reached the, the bottom. And I'm not saying this to be truly disrespectful to women because a woman who's on her purpose, she's not even going to give a fuck about what I'm saying. It's you bottom bitches that get disappointed because you know what I'm talking about. You bitches are out of pocket in public. And really, long term, you have to really look at yourselves long term. I look at myself long term. 
my value my value comes from myself rather than other people their value comes from other people or their influences come from other people or their creativity comes from other people for me it's just all thought it's like a thought process for me it's a thought process if i can think of it then i can very well at least attempt it if i fuck up i go back to the fucking starting i go back to the i go back to the fucking drawing board and I brainstorm or come up with another strategy. I don't necessarily need, like I said, a, a group of people to influence me to do whatever I choose to fucking do to, to begin with. So I don't necessarily get along with others. Um, <laughs> not, I don't mean it like that. I mean, like, like, for example, this podcast, I had friends in the past that would quote unquote participate. And I told them like, yo, you know, the shit I talk about, you know, I mean, I'm I'm generally transparent in person, especially with a lot of people that I knew growing up. They can tell you, you know, I'm mean? very transparent. So either a person likes me or dislikes me, but it doesn't really affect any way that I sleep at night. So, like, I don't, I don't typically hold back when it comes to inappropriate shit. And see, women, some women can appreciate that, but they also know to an extent if they do some fucked up shit, I'm going to have that same energy towards them. And see, that's where a lot of women get turned off. They just expect niggas to, to simp out and just ignore all their fuckery and just try to smash. Like, nah, if you do something out of pocket, you know, you got to get called out for it. And I said before that, you know, women just aren't willing to accept uh, responsibility. For their actions, you know, we go deeper in accountability, excuse me, accountability, and um, really consequences, for example. When a man thinks of the word consequences, when I think of the word consequences, I think of the result of a decision, whether good or bad, consequences. Uh, connected to consequences and repercussions, right? These are the things that I would say is connected to what people would refer to karma, something negative. So if you do something negative, the consequences and repercussions is that exact thing or something worse comes back to you. A lot of people don't connect that to positivity, which is funny, but I believe in more of a positive karma. There was people... There was people that I helped when I didn't really have shit. I didn't really have money. Or if I had money, I was working and barely getting by. You know what I mean? But I was still helping people out if they needed it. And I didn't do it in hopes that they would help me back. I would do it in the hopes that the universe helps me. Or God. Or however people look at life and, you know, life beyond. Or, like, if I do something... Not to not to even counteract if I do negative shit. Because if I do negative shit, I just do negative shit. But if, if I do something positive, I really try to have a specific direction for it. And I, and I think the reason why I do that is with me, I don't... Like I said, the conversations like this shit here, I, I have these conversations with, with close individuals. 
And even with them, in certain cases, I'll have to tone it down. Because, you know, I start talking about some other shit. IOIs and all this other shit. And motherfuckers ask me what I'm talking about. And I say, all right, never mind. You know what I mean? I, I be forgetting. I be, I be spitting this red pill game. And a lot of niggas don't really understand it. You know what I mean? A lot of these niggas out here still sipping and pedestalizing women. But anyway, we're going to keep going. We got about 13 more minutes total to go over these videos. We're about an hour and 26 minutes in, which is just fine if you ask me. So let's continue. Men use the image of female perfection to motivate themselves. And that's exactly right. That's precisely what they do. You see that in the Tom Sawyer story. So Tom Sawyer is about 12 years old and he's still hanging around with his friends like Huck Finn. And this girl moves across the street, Becky, and she comes out and he's struck by her for Becky. the first time in his life. Something's changed. And the first thing he does is hop up on a picket fence and show off and balance in front of her. And he's saying, well, look at me, look at me. I'm, he's like the male bower bird building something beautiful so the female will approve of it. And it's, it's motivation, you know, and that's something that I think modern women don't really understand about men. They don't understand that at least to the degree that males are uncorrupted and, and not better because of being rejected. They're doing everything they can to kneel before the eternal image of the feminine. Bingo. Pay attention. And like I said, throughout the week, I talked about Elliot Roger. I did two episodes pretty much on Elliot Roger. And I also advise people to check out the uh, My Twisted World, read by uh, Monkey... No, it's not. It's somebody else that does it. But there's documentaries from Monkey Archives. But even someone who was hateful as Elliot Rogers still pedestalized and worshipped women to an extent. He didn't have anything negative to say about his mother. And I want people... See, this, this right here cracks everything. Think about it. Women will talk about Elliot Rogers being hateful towards women. Understandable. But pay attention to his relationship with his mother. He was essentially a mama's boy. He had very little, uh, very little interactions, any sort of development from his father. So, of course, he had hatred towards attractive guys or guys who had game because his father didn't teach him shit. But even him had this urge and this desire to be with women and i think that's something that men naturally have even the so-called monks out there no disrespect but i always say so-called because you know the original monks you know i'm just saying that's why a monk even if they live the lifestyle 100 they haven't been sexually active in 10 years 15 years right they're still thinking about sex if you're a man, you're, you're still thinking about sex. A lot of guys, they're only mad. And this is just the reality. A lot of guys are only mad because they never had that opportunity. They never had that courage. They never had the balls. They never had the charisma, the gift, the gap. They never had um, a presence. They were just the people that were trying to fit in instead of the people standing out.
So that's where a lot of the tension comes from. And these guys, when you think about this analogy today, well, a lot of guys are like, man, I'm not doing shit to impress these bitches. Because now I know the nature of these women. I know that regardless of how she looks at me, she's probably looking at several other guys the same fashion. And if I make the wrong move, she's just going to slide in with the, with the rest of the other uh, options that she had. That's the reality. Women don't see. That's the thing that modern women don't understand. For a guy to, to essentially go, all right, I'm going to try out this dating thing. He's the guy who's going to be putting in all of the effort. The women just have to sit back and get swiped on. And then even when they're swiped on, they decide ultimately if they swipe back. Let's get back into it. And try to make themselves worthy. That's the chivalry story, right? That's what you should encourage in your partner. So, and so out of chaos emerges this first form. It's the feminine form. It's partly the form that represents novelty as such. So, and, and on one hand, it's promise. On the other hand, it's threat. It, you wouldn't believe, and I don't know, because I don't know, I, I don't understand the situation with women as well as I understand the situation with men, obviously, being a man. But I, <clears throat> I don't know if women have any idea how paralyzing they are to especially young men. <clears throat> a lar very large number of my clinical clients, but also young men I've talked to in general, are absolutely terrified of women because they're terrified of being rejected. And the terror exists in precise proportion to the retraction to the woman, which is a horrible paradoxical situation to be in. It's often why men make such fools of themselves in front of women that they're attracted to. It's because, first of all, they don't see the woman that they're attracted to. Because what the hell do they know about her? They don't see her as an individual. They see her as the manifestation of a judgmental ideal. And then it's only in establishing the relationship with the actual woman that they can start differentiating between the judgmental ideal and, and the actual individual woman. And that also requires a sacrifice. And the sacrifice is, you never can have an ideal woman. So to have a relationship with any woman, you have to sacrifice the relationship with the ideal woman. And you have to see the individual woman and separate her from the ideal. And that's the same thing that happens to the hero in Sleeping Beauty, right? He sees the evil queen who actually turns into the dragon of chaos. And it's not until he can, he can defeat her that he can establish a relationship with the actual princess. And that's exactly the case. I had a, one of my clients who ran this men's group, which was quite interesting. One of the things they had the initiates do, which was very intelligent, was to go out and ask 50 women in one day for their phone numbers. Why? Politely, properly, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, a, it was a game, but it wasn't a stupid game. And the idea... It was a stupid game. Um, yeah, it was a stupid game. There's only 30 seconds left, so that's cool. Um, the point, I'm going to, I'm going to actually respond to this in a second. I have to take a piss. So I'm going to have to play something in the meantime, so I can go inside this building and urinate. So I'm gonna play some uh, Armor King. I'm gonna play some Armor King while I go in to urinate. I apologize, but I'll get back to it. And you guys know how I do it. I may do it for another hour, who the fuck knows. 
Alright. So. So this is how I can respond. I think it's a generational thing. I think. The problem with. A lot of older men when it comes to this message is they'll just believe that people like me who talk like this come from a place of hate and I really don't this is just my natural reaction to everything going on women don't deserve the showcase that someone like Jordan B. Peterson described so therefore, putting myself um, in that position to where I'm trying to do all of these maneuvers and I'm trying to do all of these stunts and and I'm trying to just impress particular women doing this and that, getting distracted, etc. That's something that most guys aren't signing up for. Most guys aren't doing that. Most guys aren't participating. And most of these women that think Especially a lot of these, like I've stated this before. A lot of other people have stated this. When you have women that live a promiscuous lifestyle and they still expect men to have traditional values when it comes to them, they will be sadly left. They'll, they'll be sadly left behind. Tango down. Sadly left behind. Tango down. Sadly. Because in all actuality, whatever representation she has, most guys today within the manosphere understand what's going on and what the bitch is all about. She belongs to the streets. I'm back, bitches. So the generational thing is me, a 33-year-old man, a millennial, born in 88. Um, Fall River, Massachusetts. Born. Lived in Rhode Island for like less than a year, I think. Moved to Jersey, etc. I've grown up in a stage where I've seen things take place. I've seen the email chats and I've seen the American online and I've seen the instant messenger. Then I've seen the explosion of like eHarmony and all this other crazy shit. Then I've seen MySpace and then MySpace turned into Facebook and then Facebook hit Instagram, Instagram, Twitter. I've seen all of these things develop. But I never thought about it like this. The pattern are the behavioral patterns of women change drastically? See, MySpace wasn't too personal. It was just a page, your interest, and then they have a page with their interest. And if you guys connect, then that's different. You guys have to connect first. So it's it was just that simple, right? Even Facebook, when Facebook started, very simple. A lot of guys will, in all actuality, salute Facebook because... We ran into a lot of old bitches. Ran through them. Left them behind. Tango down. You know what I mean? <laughs> Another one down. Another one bites the dust. But, like... <laughs> I 
I seen the development of how a woman acts if she's public or if she's private. So the women who promote themselves as sex objects, right? You don't expect these women to have necessarily private lifestyles because they've already put themselves out there. So when these women, five, ten years later, they look at themselves as important. They look at they look at themselves as presentable, and they try to come up with this title. We're not participating in that. See, I, I, I've dealt with a good amount of women in my life to know that a woman who's quote unquote independent, she's problematic at best. She will always be a person to nag and complain about somebody else's shit. Meanwhile, their lives are just completely in, in chaos and their lives are completely in shambles. Adios, you fucking skank. Gotta get these hoes up out of here. Gotta get these hoes up out of here. You know what I mean? It's not even... It's, it's not even like... It's became just a routine. I, I've sat back sometimes and really thought about the topics. Like, even when I did Weirdo Women Wednesdays, I said to myself, well, damn, these are a lot of weirdo bitches. So at first I felt bad, like, yo, I shouldn't call this title that. But the more I listen to these clips and they're, they're not just like one in a hundred. They're like, they're like one in five. You'll find these videos everywhere of these desperate, broken, destructive, chaotic bitches that never came to terms with their self accountability. These bitches have made all the mistakes because she wanted to go out to the club. She wanted to bounce around. She wanted to be an everyday thought and everyday hoe. Shut up! Niggas don't want to participate in that shit anymore. Women have gotten so surprised that they're hypersexual activity is actually a turnoff to guys. Can you believe it? Guys are not willing to participate with thoughts. Guys are not willing to participate with hood rats. Guys are not willing to participate with hood boogers. And all of a sudden it's, it's a fucking problem with a lot of these women. And like I say, countless times, these aren't women who are 25 talking about this. These are women who are 30 to 35. These women are completely finished. These women pop up every round, every round at the bar. Bitch, pop up. Perfect. 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 That's how these bitches look. When you go to bars, men. And see, this is what, if I had a group of guys that really participated and really were disrespectful and was off the hook like myself, it would be such a destructive time, but it would be fun in the process. Because going to places like the bars and shit, you can see the women and these guys get so excited, like, yo, that chick's checking me out. I'm like, yo, buy her drink. I'm not buying her. 
Exactly. That's the only reason why these bitches looking at hoes. These these bitches be looking at niggas when you go to bars as like assets. I've always talked about this, right? The men we want the ass, the women they want the assets. This is what makes women more intelligent when it comes to hooking up. That's why a, a thought will always have an opportunity to wife up one way or another. It can be with a guy who's nearly to the point where she wants her to be, or it's a beta male provider that she can benefit from. But she can always wife up if you pay attention to a lot of these thoughts. The guys, on the other hand, they're going to have more of a challenge, especially, like I said, the invisible men. You know what I mean? You got to be able to come in, be able to better yourself and not fall into the black pill world, fall into that black pill uh, pit. You got to really sit back, analyze. You know what I mean? Stop, partic stop, stop participating in this too much. Stop it. Get some help. Get some help. You know what I mean? Get some help. But in other news, we got a former, I don't know if it's a presidential candidate, this old retired bum, Bernie. What you got to say, Bernie? The American people are tired of women. Facts. Facts. You know, we've went through an entire week sitting back. Really, just me uh, bullshitting, going through several videos and chopping it up, giving credit where credit is due, pointing out all of the fuckery, at least to my knowledge, and really enjoying what I've been doing for the past, I don't know, close to three months. I've been at this job for close to three months. Uh, the days and the weeks, apparently the months are going by. You know what I mean? Uh, the experience here has been good. <coughs> you know what I mean? The podcasting, good as well. I'm still going to turn up. We're not done with this podcast yet. I'm just, I'm just going back and kind of reflecting on the progress that I had to make to get to where I'm at. Now, the next guy, the next jobber, the curtain jerker, the jabroni, He's not going to have any insight. He's going to be like, well, what is this guy talking about? These guys got no charisma. They got the personality of a wet paper bag. You know what I mean? These guys are pathetic at best. These guys are unathletic. Like I said, zero charisma. Um, they can't get the crowd hype. They can't go out there and have people standing. They're, like, they're curtain jerkers. They're the first match. They're the first bout. People are just sitting down when this match, when the match starts. These people aren't invested in these type of guys because they already gave up. So when you tell a dude who's like going towards the black pill, like, yo, it's about self-development. You said, well, what am I bettering myself for? Yourself, nigga. What the fuck are you talking about? The fuck is wrong with these people? Stop it. Get some help. Take it easy. The fuck is wrong with these niggas? Like, you really got to dive into, and see, that's what I tried to do with the Elliot Roger episode. I tried to dive into the story with my own insight about 
the story and my own insight about these type of Elliot Roger school shooter candidate type niggas. And the reason why I point this shit out is not to vilify women. Most I'm 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 roasting this scumbag Elliot Roger type niggas because they represent the information of knowing what harsh realities are and not being able to deal with them or not taking advantage of possibly bettering themselves and bettering their approach with women. Now, this may sound like PUA game, but I'm not selling anything. So in the sense of what Jordan Peterson is saying, there is a point to where you kind of have to go out there in that field get burned a couple times, and I don't mean in that fashion, gentlemen. Stay safe, stay protected. What I mean is go out there, test the waters. The waters get too hot, jump out. Waters get too cold, jump out. But never be one of those guys who've never had an experience with women and hate women. Never be a guy who've never had experience from women and hate women. It's not a good way to go. There's something I had written down. Females are novels with drama and romance. That's going to be tomorrow's topic. I want to mention that. Females are novels with drama and romance. We're going to break that down tomorrow. I think that's going to be a very spicy topic. Pause. Very zesty. Pause. Topic. (laughs) Zesty. There's something... Like there's something very there's something very cringy about a black person using the term zesty. Like that has to be like I've heard white people say, um, what's this thing white people say now? Lit or uh bussin'. White people use these terminologies and I cringe and I wanna smack them in the head with a shovel when I hear these people talk in this in this fashion. It offends me. But anyway, we will be talking about females. I consider females novels with drama and emotion. Well, I didn't say drama and emotion. I mean uh, drama and romance. I'm going to break that down further tomorrow. But we're going to get into a couple more things. I know I have, I think I have a couple videos. I didn't finish this video all the way. Yeah, I did. Um, We're getting into two hours. Not a big deal. Might go a little bit over. It's only 9.17 p.m. at the moment. Uh, Let's see. Actually, we got beta male orbiters. This is something that I wanted to get into. Was it yesterday? I didn't get a chance to get into it. But either way, I'm going to be able to do it now. I would have rather had an episode based on beta male orbiters. But I feel it's something that a lot of people have already talked about. I just wanted to put my two cents in. So I figured I'll go off of a MGTOW video, a guy simply known as Sandman. You guys know who Sandman is, especially uh, the people who are involved in MGTOW, the MGTOW community, men going their own way. I tell people off the top, you know, this is the Red Pill Party podcast. I acknowledge everybody with real information, whether it's Ibmore, whether it's... uh, predominantly red pill content creators or it is MGTOW. So motherfuckers don't discriminate. We don't go this side or that side. I try to keep it straight down the middle, straight down the middle with logic instead of emotion. So let's continue. Hi everyone. Sandman here. 
Today's video is brought to you by a donation from Pete, and here's what he has to say. Hi Sandman, I suggest you cover the phenomenon of beta male orbiters, especially among younger guys. Many teenage and 20-something guys today will become friends with girls out of thirst and for the true sole purpose of getting laid, but only get strung along and used for a girl's attention. There's a great definition of beta orbiter in the Urban Dictionary, and cheers! Well Pete, thanks for your donation, as well as suggesting this topic. The reason that men orbit women is because they want to get their foot in the door and get chosen as your boyfriend. And this happens mostly to younger guys who obviously don't have the experience to understand what's actually happening to them. The real tragedy in this case is that other men aren't telling them what's actually happening, or even if their friends are telling them all about it, they basically don't want to hear it, because they don't want to lose the hope of being with that woman. If you listen to an interview between I Am Serious and Turd Flinging Monkey, which I'm adding in the description below, you'll get a great reason why young men are becoming beta male orbiters. Turd Flinging Monkey is upset in this video because no one ever explained to him anything about female nature. No one told him that the odds of finding a fulfilling relationship that would last a lifetime wasn't going to happen. That's pretty much the representation of a lot of men in this country. That's why a lot of guys are just stepping out there like myself and really putting this information out there. See, like I said before, these other niggas are selling you this shit. Okay? They're going to sell you this information. They may present it differently. They may have a better presentation. They may even have better information. But they're selling you this. A lot of guys like myself are putting these things out here for nothing. Only thing that we we, we, we actually require here. I said re, 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 re. <laughs> The only thing we we would we we would require <laughs> Our ears, people who listen, people who can understand, people who can relate. If you can't relate, then it's not for you. See, like I don't, I don't play the popularity game. So if somebody has something reasonable and have real information, I'm all ears. You know what I mean? I just feel. <laughs> oh man, I may have to play that back. Yeah, I may have to play that back. I'm gonna play it back, man. We're gonna let this, this shit go. This is the Peter Pan's. You got all so that's my idea of the men use the image of Peter. All right. Hi everyone, Sandman here. Here we Today's go. video is brought to you by a donation from Pete, and here's what he has to say. Hi Sandman, I suggest you cover the phenomenon of beta male orbiters, especially among younger guys. Many teenage and twenty-something guys today will become friends with girls out of thirst and for the true sole purpose of getting laid but only gets strung along and used for a girl's attention. There's a great definition of beta orbiter in the Urban Dictionary, and cheers! Well, Pete, thanks for your donation, as well as suggesting this topic. The reason that men orbit women is because they want to get their foot in the door and get chosen as your boyfriend. And this happens mostly to younger guys who obviously don't have the experience to understand what's actually happening to them. The real tragedy in this case is that other men aren't telling them what's actually happening, or even if their friends are telling them all about it, they basically don't want to hear it, because they don't want to lose the hope of being with that woman. If you listen to an interview between I Am Serious and Turd Flinging Monkey, which I'm adding in the description below, you'll get a great reason why young men are becoming beta male orbiters. Turd Flinging Monkey is upset in this video because no one ever explained to him anything about female nature. No one told him that the odds of finding a fulfilling relationship that would last a lifetime wasn't going to happen especially in a world filled with narcissistic women that only care about themselves. Most young beta male orbiters are guys that haven't learned the painful lesson that if she doesn't like you from the first moment that she sees you and meets you, that she won't like you later on. 
And that dating women and getting into relationships with them either starts right away, right off the bat, or it doesn't happen, period. Getting into a relationship is not like getting into a union, organized religion, or college fraternity. You don't pay your dues first and then enter heaven later. Instead, in most relationships, you enter heaven first, and then the temperature slowly rises and you're left standing there in hell with third-degree burns all over your body, wondering how this <laughs> happened. For me, most of my relationships began with the woman that I was seeing being very physically attracted to me from the moment we met. The women that were interested in me worked extremely hard in the beginning to get me to commit to them. Instantly, they would give me signals like playing with their hair and jewelry and hanging out in my general vicinity, or they would talk up a storm. One even told me to my face that she was stalking me, which is an open invitation to date her. And all of these women put their best foot forward almost immediately. If a woman likes you, she'll make it known almost immediately, even if it's only on a subconscious level, so that you can initiate contact with them. How Simple IOIs. Indicators of interest. Something that a lot of men need to be taught. This is something that I actually believe young men today need to be taught. Because you don't want to reach a point to where it's almost going now to where... We've talked about the story yesterday through Reddit where, you know, a military instructor for over 20 years, you know, instructed, you know, young, young men across the world who wanted to be in the Navy. And he would ask him when the weekends come, what do they plan on doing? And 10 years ago, he can remember all of them talking about going out, going to the clubs, trying to hook up with women. And he noticed today that more of the men were going on hiking trips and they were doing things more to themselves or more in groups of men. And he wondered why, and he asked, well, why don't you guys go out there and look for women? And he said, and the guy, one of the, you know, one of the uh, instructees, if you will, stated that there were too many rape, false rape allegations and sexual harassment going on for them to even participate. Because a, a man who understands women's nature, they're not necessarily received well from women. And this is why. All of the games and all of the bullshit, like for example, beta male orbiters. A guy who knows about it, he's not participating. Because he'd been in those positions and he's no longer beta. He doesn't rely on women for validation. He relies on his progress for validation, AKA self-development. That's what he relies on. So it no longer becomes this validation with women. Therefore, the progress that's put into himself is automatically viewed and result by women. Most guys like myself, I've talked about it yesterday. Throughout my time working, I was about 25 pounds overweight. And through the time that I was working three years ago, I went back 25 pounds. Went back to, I think, what? one 187? I weighed like 187, 189. Now I'm about 200. But I actually feel I'm in a, I'm in a lot better physical condition than I was before. I was more stationary. Now I'm just on the move constantly. You know what I mean? Even like when I go home, it's like 926 now. When I go home, I, my mind is just set on playing video games. 
I'm going to grab something to eat, something to drink, mostly green tea. I've been drinking a lot of green tea today. been drinking a lot of green tea in general. Um, really just focusing on my diet and really uh, paying more attention to my personal grooming, the things that I do. Um, right now, I've completely shaved. I didn't completely shave. I left the mustache just so when I grow everything back out, it can kind of uh, shadow along with the mustache. I'm going with a look here, and I want to see how it goes. Um, it's funny because, like, it's hard to explain not caring about female validation but noticing female validation. Where if a guy, like I always expressed this before, like an incel should try to either get to know women or try to better himself in that process. That is the only time that I will tell a person to better himself for the process of being with women. Because these are guys that never been with women. Now for most, for a good portion of men who've already been with women, the fascination may still be there, but the, I guess the mystery of it is no longer there. So an incel who says he hates women, he just hates that he can't be with women. That's an obvious thing. Just like when men or when women like Tommy Lauren say uh, men are trash, men are boys, she's speaking from the perspective of the partner she's been with. She's not speaking outward because she hasn't, she's not going to date a person who makes less than her. And see, these women, these so-called conservative women are actually the worst because there's guys who really follow that. It, it would be nice to have conservative women, more conservative women. I've always put uh, Candace Owens in that category. You know, a conservative woman who has real values and really carries herself and presents herself with pride and not that arrogance pride but that pride in knowing she knows you know what i mean there's certain women that know but they're the women who know usually don't carry themselves that way i've always said that kanye west said it actually when it all falls down uh Damn, the people highest up got the lowest self-esteem. The prettiest people do the ugliest things on a road for riches and yeah, 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 that song. Like the prettiest women are some of the most destructive women out there because they understand their beauty. They get that validation from men. So they get uh, enticed by it. They are comfortable with dealing with men who constantly want to sleep with them because they feel wanted, they feel needed, they feel validated. And it's instant validation. It's not just a woman putting pictures out or whatever. It's just a woman posting on social media. Tons of orbiters, tons of guys commenting, tons of guys inboxing her. Don't be a beta male orbiter. However, if a woman didn't show interest in me when I was hanging around with her, I wouldn't stick around and follow her around like a puppy dog. Instead, I left and started talking to other girls instead. No one told me about the Meta Bale Orbiter thing either. I figured it out naturally and pretty quickly in my life. When I was younger, I would see guys in the friend zone for years doing the bidding of some girl. And I would see it and my friends would also see it as well. 
We tried to warn those poor souls that these girls were just friend-zoning them, and they didn't want to hear it. One beta male orbiter even drove a girl around for a couple of years. He helped her with her homework and did her many favors. He thought that she would reward his loyalty, but in the end, she replaced them for yet another orbiter. See, I've always been, I don't think I'm, I have, I don't think I've expressed it the way that I'm going to express it now. I've always been one of those people who've really been, I've been one of those guys who said dating women today is a waste of time because whatever effort and attention you put into a woman, you have to divide that into possibly three other guys that she's invested in. And the money that you invest and the time that you invest only equates in her mind to the next guy and the guy before you. She will never look at you for the way that you are. Therefore, it is best, in my opinion, to go on your own playing field, to go your own way, as they say. If you're one of those guys who are just competitive, you will be one of the many, you'll be one of the few people to um, really achieve or capitalize off of this, off of the dating scene with a lot of these women. And even if you are successful, you're pretty much hooking up and sleeping with single mothers, uh, women who are materialistic. I wouldn't say narcissistic as much as materialistic. So they're only going to judge you off of literally what you make, which is essentially women's nature. But I think it goes a little beyond within uh, Western civilization. There's other places in the world where the women are raised traditionally. And as being traditional women, they seek guys to fit that role. Now, these women who expect the guy to have this much, expect the guy to work here, expect the guy to do that, is actually acceptable for a multitude of reasons. Number one, they were raised differently by responsible women. These women were out here hooking up with tons of guys. These were the women who were very productive in society and who helped raise a more mature, um, cooperative and successful groups of women with values of cooking cleaning, taking care of the house, and not actually feeling less than because a man actually appreciates a woman with that role. A man actually appreciates a woman in that position. A man cares and works, busts his back, sweat, blood, and tears for that woman in her way of living and continuing to live under the roof. But see, all of these things got twisted in our society through, like I said, the hypersensitive society that we live in, where messages like mine and others will get blocked or get tossed to the side because it doesn't cater to women in a certain way. And when I say that this is exclusively for men, this doesn't mean I ban women, but I say, hey, this is meant for men. If women come across and they get triggered by this, oh fucking well. I, I have no choice, in my opinion, but to go the route that I choose to go. Of course, I've talked about this from the beginning. I could have been catering bitches from day one and probably had a channel with over 100,000 subscribers. Any guy, if you guys want to just say, fuck it, you want more subscribers, you just cater to bitches. But don't cater to good women. You can't cater to them because they won't listen to you. You got to cater to all of the fuckery. You got to cater to single mothers. 
You got to cater to the party girl. You got to cater to the college bitch. The hoe riding the cop carousel. The woman that's out there in these parties getting nuts sprayed on their face, ghetto gaggers. They're out here doing whatever the fuck they want to do. You got to validate them. And by validating them, you choose to wave the flag of the feminazi. And then you have to downgrade yourself as a man and pretty much be castrated by the feminazi. And then by making those sacrifices, you will reach heightened success. But here's the problem. You will be going with an idiotic ideology. You will be going along with a wimp, beta male, bitch-made, fuckboy mindset. You will have absolutely no game, no charisma, and you will get no attention from women. You will be seen as the emotional tampon. You will be seen as the punching bag for women. Women, and this is the thing with beta male orbiters, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit, and then I'm going to wrap this up because we're already a little bit over two hours. Beta male orbiters, their mindset goes beyond sleeping with the woman. It's about actually connecting. It's actually similar to the mindset of an incel. A simp is just somebody who's trying to pedestalize a bitch to fuck, in my opinion. A simp. A beta male orbiter is a person who actually subscribes to sticking around and trying to be a potential selection of this woman. The woman, like Sandman mentioned, shout out to Sandman. By the way, go on YouTube, Sandman, subscribe to him. Um, With a lot of women, they know who they want to sleep with, who they want to hook up with in, in minutes, in seconds, sometimes, and in most cases, in seconds. Even a guy who's nice and doing all these things, if she doesn't see that guy as attractive enough, he's just not attractive enough. There's nothing that guy can do. But if that guy is told by the woman who may be pushing up on her a little too much that she's just simply not interested, that guy is either going to stick around like a clown, still try to be the crash test dummy, to still try to win her over, or he's simply going to walk away. Women have gotten more intelligent in this aspect of, why would I tell this guy who thinks that he has a shot with me to go his separate way If A, he has a car, B, he has a job, he drives me places, takes me out to eat, all I got to do is show him a little bit of affection without being too intimate. And so these are what beta orbiters provide for women. This is another reason why guys who take women out on dates or guys who go dating, it's almost a waste of time when it comes to connection because you could be connected to a woman you took out three times, but she's always been taken out every now and then every week by selected group of men on these hookup apps. So it's like, if you're going out to date to try to hook up, that's the best advice I can give to a guy. Don't look for relationships when it comes to dating apps. Look for a good time. Look for simple things like a conversation. All right, the conversation went well. Look for interaction. Once the interaction goes well, try to smash. And then if it gets to that point, you should be able to be insightful with female nature 
knowing if she's actually attracted to you or you're just a guy with something to offer that she notices. It's easy to pick up once you've really lived the life. Like, it's fuck, fuck taking the red pill. No disrespect. It's like living the life now. You've taken the red pill. Let it digest and, and live. You know what I mean? Don't sit back. Talk about bitches, this and that, this and that, whatever, and not have anything going on with yourself. It becomes, you know, it becomes a pattern, I think. Mostly with, like, I think guys like myself in their 30s, we're, we're cool with where we're at. It took me a while to really get adjusted, but I realized the progress that I truly made, and I'm satisfied with that. But I'm always striving for more. I'm just grateful for what I have currently. You know what I mean? There's a difference. And I didn't do it with people around me. I didn't do it with much supporters. I had to do it myself. And I appreciate it more that I did it myself. Because I appreciate who I am. Into the situation of me doing things myself. And when I do things like podcasting or I just everyday life. I always, I always move solid. You know what I mean? I always walk with my head up high. I don't, I used to have this thing growing up. Where I put my head down, but I learned, like, that's stupid. You know what I mean, if you just, if you, if you just present yourself better, if you work out, if you go to the gym, you know, the typical thing that red pill guys tell you, but it's necessary. It's self-development, but Solid self-development and the nature of women coming second, that's the main, in my opinion, the main focus within the red pill. Once you know uh, once you know female nature, certain guys will, will choose to have fun with that. You know what I mean? A lot of guys are actually successful at it because they've been there, done that. They've dealt with women. They know what's out there. They know the behavioral traits. They know all that shit. Other guys are more cautious, like myself. Like, I know the information. I've used it. I've used the, the information that I've learned to to take advantage. I wouldn't say take advantage, but to get women. I've, I've used it. But it's also like at, this, at the end of the day, it, it wasn't satisfying. Because I noticed, I know the way things are now. So I, I, I no longer look at it as an advantage or I no longer look at it as what most people will call a cheat code. You know what I mean? The red pill is simply harsh realities. But you guys already know what time it is, man. I'm about to wrap this shit up. Tomorrow, the topic is going to be females or novels with drama and romance. We're going to be getting into that tomorrow. Um, yeah, tomorrow is Friday. Today is Thursday, by the way. And uh, we're ending off the week the way that we should. Another week within the new year. And like I said, man, we're just, I'm just trying to do something a little different, be a little bit more transparent, even more personal, uh, just to give you guys a little insight. Um, the game of self-development is coming soon. I haven't really gotten a chance to really sit back and begin writing anything yet, but I, it's all in my head. It pretty much is in my head. You know, I'm going to use it. I'm I'm going to make it as more like 
not necessarily guidelines because it's going to be real personal in a sense where it's going to incorporate my past experiences and what I've learned from it and the ways that I've kind of bettered myself. And, you know, incorporating the same sort of traits and details as uh, the 48 Laws of Power. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and being able to, like I said, incorporate real life experiences into what I pretty much present as um, self-development. More in the lines of the Sigma male mindset. I know, I know a lot of people get confused with alphas, sigmas, deltas, all this other crazy shit. All right. But the Sigma male mindset is on the same. It's the same energy as alpha males. But I don't really I don't really give a fuck about being the top dog. That's the only difference. So the Sigma male mindset is you being the top dog in your own right. You being in your own you essentially being in your own world and still getting things accomplished and still getting women noticing you and still getting conversation and looks. And, and the thing about it is really reaching that pivotal moment to where you don't even need it. You just walk away. You walk past women that give you attention. That's really where the the Sigma male mindset is at. But, you know, that's for another fucking topic. Another day. Uh, what else do I have to say? Nothing. In the meantime and in between time, Jersey Judah... Red Pill Party podcast, and if I can find the audience, that would be great. Oh, there they are. Oh, is it? Fuck it. Here we go. In the meantime, in between time, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party podcast, signing out. Peace.